Psalms 109. I like 109 because, uh, uh, like I said, it's just an, an honest, honest psalm. And uh, some of the the psalms of David um, are, uh, you know, they're 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 pretty. You know, I mean, you listen to them, man, or you you read them, and and a lot of them are put to songs, and um, you know, they're just they're very uplifting. You know, um, talking about you know the Lord being His strength, and you know, mounting up with wings as eagles, and very inspiring and that kind of stuff. Um, this says to the chief musician a psalm of David, so he was put to music. Um, I don't know how this was a song, man, because it's just uh, it's pretty intense, um, and it's just David being real. It's David uh, speaking to God, and and uh, um, it's just him speaking from his heart. And so I think we should we should all be able to relate to it. And uh, um, like I said, I, I got a lot out of it because. Uh, because of the honesty that, that David speaks with. Let's go to start in verse 1. It says, uh, Do not keep silent, O God of my praise, for the month, for the mouth of the wicked, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue, and they also surround me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my, they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. You know, so here David starts out and, and he says that, uh, you know, basically I got people um, talking about me. I got to, I got people just uh, um, coming up against me, and uh, you know, I thought of that that uh, you know that that saying when you're a kid, you know, that sticks and stones, you know, they they break your bones, but you know, you know they they don't hurt me, right? Um, that's just not true, you know. You know, words do hurt, you know, and I don't know how many of us can can uh, um, you know think back and and uh, you know as a kid or as adults even, you know. Um, you know, you would think sometimes we may grow out of it, but we don't. You know, I mean, if somebody, a coworker, a family member, a friend, or or what have you, um, you know, speaks bad about you, man, and, and you know, you hear it, and if it's a lie, and they're saying one thing, and you know that it's not true, uh, you know, it hurts your feelings. You know, you know, and words can't be taken back. You know, and uh, you know, I know that I'm guilty of that. You know, um, you know. My family, my, my daughter and my son are here, man. They can attest to it, you know. Where, you know, words come out faster than I can think about it, you know what I mean? And and so, you know, especially, you know, if you're married, you know, or something like that, um, you know, I'll say something. I'm like, man, who said that? You know, <laughs> why did I say that, you know? And, and, um, and, and it's just because, and the reason why that's so dangerous is because, like I said, they can't be taken back, you know what I mean? Once they're put out there, you know, and, and feelings are hurt. And um, so I think David is right here, and right off the bat, he's just recognizing that. He's saying, look, it, I've been hurt, right? Um, but I like, you know, in verse 4, he says, but I give myself to prayer. You know, that's a great lesson, you know, because, see, these things, you know, they're going to happen, right? I mean, people will 
talk trash, you know, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, whether it's, you know, with loved ones, whatever it is. He says, man, but I go to prayer. And in verse 1, he says, he's asking God, he's saying, do not keep silent, O God, of my praise. And I like the, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, O God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof. I like that version a little bit better because he says, you know, O, o God, whom I praise. You know, he's making it very, very personal. He's saying, man, you know, you're, you're my God. You know, I need you to take a stand. You know, I need you to do something about this, you know. And he's making it very, 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 very personal. And I don't know how many of you guys do that. Um, uh, you know, I, I think I'm learning more and more how to do that. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man, when you hear somebody and you hear them pray. And, man, there's just no, uh, I don't know, they call it Christianese, you know what I mean, where they're using words that you'll only hear in church, you know what I mean? You don't use in your regular language, you know, bestow, you know, I don't, you, you don't use the word bestow, you know what I mean, a lot, you know, but yet they'll, they'll say it in, you know, in their prayer, you know. Um, I love it when, man, people just speak from the heart, you know. Um, Brother Ray, he's not here, um, but, man, I love to hear him pray. Because, man, he just says, Papa, you know. I love that, man. You know, we're in Saturday morning prayer, and, and uh, the guys meet on Saturday mornings, and, and we'll pray, and he'll be in there. And, uh, man, when when you hear him say, Papa, man, I tell you what, man, my heart melts, man. I'm just like, how cool is that, you know, that somebody is, is approaching God in that way? You know, man, we're, we're to reverence him, and he's holy and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's all true, and I'm not saying it's not. But, man, we need to be able to talk to God from the heart. And we we need to be able to, to approach God knowing that he's our, our Abba Father, man. He's our Daddy. We can go to him, man, you know. And that's what David is doing here, man. He's saying, okay, God, this is the situation, man. I've been hurt. There's people mounting up against me, man. They're telling me lies. They're, 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 you know, what they're saying isn't true. And and I'm feeling very alone. I'm feeling really isolated. And he's saying, man, Dad, I, I need you to do something, you know. And so that's the way David begins it. Verses uh, 6 through 15, we're going to read. And um, here, <laughs> this is where, where the, uh, the psalm kind of gets, gets a little funny. Uh, because uh, David, again, like I said, is speaking from the heart. And um, these people that are mounting up against him, he got some suggestions for for how they should be treated. And so let's go ahead and read that in verse 6. He says, Set a wicked man over him, and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, let his wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. Let the creditors seize all that he has, and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, 
nor let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off. And in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. And let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Pretty hard stuff, man. Pretty hard stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I think uh, Richard got a little bit of David in him, man, when he says just bankrupt that, you know, that movie industry. You know, I mean, I love that, man. I mean, and this is this is David right here, and, and he's, like I said, he's speaking from the heart, you know. Um, I read a few commentaries. I read a couple different commentaries regarding this, this, this portion of Scripture. Um, because it is so harsh, you know, people have trouble with it, right? And uh, because they, they try to say, well, how does that fit into, you know, Christian forgiveness and things like that? He, I mean, he's, he's, he's putting down some pretty harsh stuff, man. I mean, he's saying, he's saying here, man, just, uh, you know, let their days be few, let their children be fatherless, their wife be widows, their children continually be vagabonds and begging. He says, man, let their creditor seize all that he has, you know. May his, you know, may he be cut off the memory, you know, his memory. Uh, may he cut off the memory of them from the earth. So I mean, he's just—he's harsh, man. He's just saying, man, just get them, right? And I mean, not just get them, man, but just utterly destroy them, you know. And um, and so, like I said, these commentaries—they were kind of saying, um, you know, well, maybe he said one of them said that you know David was a, a prophet and he was kind of prophesying. Uh, what uh, of Judas later on, and and so they kind of put it, you know, put that spin on it. Um, another another commentary that I read it said that, um, you know, that our trouble with this portion of scripture is that we look at it through New Testament eyes, right? That this is, you know, that this was the Old Testament and they were under the law, and so it was handled differently and that sort of thing. And so, you know, like I said, I read I read a few, and um, I don't know. You know, when I read it, um, I don't put that much into it. I read it for what it says, and and uh, you know what I see, man? I just see somebody, you know, lashing out, you know? I mean, when you've been hurt, you know what? You lash out, you know what I mean? You, you man, it just, you know, comes out, you know? And, you know, you, you, when you're really hurt, you know, you say things that maybe you don't even mean, you know what I mean? Uh, you say things, man, that are really over you know over the top you know because man you've been struck you know they they hit a nerve on you you know and david here he's he's uh the victim of that and so he's lashing out but what i loved about it was that you know he's talking to god here and you know he's talking to god like you know we would talk to a friend you know and and he's lashing out to god and he's saying man you know Go after these guys who that are coming down on me, you know. And I just think it's really cool that he's that he's having the, like a conversation like this with God, you know. Um, like I said, just that that personal nature um, of uh, of prayer that he's having with God. But you know, I think the the lesson uh, you know to be learned here is that um, in each time that that he's you know, lashing out and he's giving these suggestions to God. Is he saying, you know, let this happen, 
let this happen. Um, and what he's saying there is, you know what? With your permission, let this happen. And so what he's, what he's doing is basically saying, God, you know, it's your business to punish these guys, you know, because, I mean, oftentimes when we've been hurt, our first response is, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to get back at this person, you know. And, uh, you know, we're all guilty of that. You know, David, at least here, one of the lessons to be learned from this, David didn't do that, man. He's going to God and he's saying, Lord, you know, let this happen to this person, you know. But, you know, and in that, you know, he's inferring that, man, really, God, it's, it's, it's your business, you know. Um, you know, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You know, and when we've been hurt, that's kind of hard. You know, I say, man, God, you take too long. You know, I, can, you know, I'm, I may have to handle this a little bit. You know, um, but you know, David's not doing that. David is saying, you know what, Lord, you know, I'm being honest here. I've been hurt, and um, I want to see some justice here. But Lord, it, that's your business. You got to handle that. In verses 16. Going to read 16 and uh, down through 20. He says, Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment. So let, it, so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him like the garment which covers him and for a belt with which he grinds, girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. You know, this is uh, in verse 16 we kind of get to the root of why David's angry. He says, because he did not remember to show mercy, that he persecuted the poor and needy and, and even slay the broken, the broken in heart. Um, we can kind of see who David's dealing with. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing that makes me personally more angry than to see, uh, um, someone that takes advantage or victimizes uh, the poor, you know, or, you know, the needy. Um, you know, I think there's just something especially evil about that, you know. Um, you know, you, you see it all the time, but when you see it personally, you know, and, and you may run across it, you know, maybe in your every now and then, there's something really bad about that, man, you know that when uh, uh, you see someone get taken advantage of, um, you know, <laughs> when I was kind of thinking about that, there was a, uh, an incident that happened one time at, at work. We do business with, with a company that uh, uh, it's a family-owned company. They're an oil distributor, and they're well off, man, you know, this family that, that owns this business. And um, one of the sons, they it's run by the sons, and the dad is kind of retired, and and like I said, these guys are all well off, man. I mean, very well off. And uh, one of the sons, his name is Danny. He, uh, uh, I go over there one day. We had a meeting, and and uh, so I go over there, and and I see Danny got some big black eye, you know. 
And uh, I'm like, man, what happened to this dude? You know, so so I kind of catch him on. So I said, man, what happened? You know, and he's an older guy, you know. And uh, his brother started laughing, you know, and he was like, you know, tell me. He's like, he didn't want to tell me. So, uh, so you know, sure, you know, his brother told me. And uh, so what happened was this guy went and, and he needed some work done. And he picked up a couple guys from Home Depot, right? And uh, so he says he, t- he takes them to his house and, and uh, he had all this concrete that needed to be busted out. And, and uh, it was just a whole bunch of work, man, for a couple guys, you know, full days, you know, work and and uh so he picks these guys up and he takes them to his to his house you know and has them do all this work and um for whatever reason man danny wanted to shortchange these guys you know and so he took them back to home depot and as they were getting out you know i guess he kind of just flicked them the money and was ready to take off well the guy saw that they were shortchanged and figured man you know what I ain't waiting on the Lord man <laughs> he reached through that window man and just and popped uh danny and uh and you know, I, I told Danny, you know, straight out, I said, dude, you know what? You deserve it, man. In fact, I said, I'm going to hit your other eye, you know, and, and, you know, he just, you know, like kind of got embarrassed. But, uh, but I mean, it's that kind of thing, man. You know, he took advantage of him because he thought he could, you know. And, you know, we see that in, in varying degrees all the time, you know, where, you know what, those that feel as though they, they, they can, that they will, you know, and, um, and I think there's just something especially evil about that, you know. And so this is what David was dealing with, you know, is David was feeling victimized by these, this, you know, whoever this was. You know, I don't, I don't know the details of the background of, of who exactly he was referring to, but he especially felt, uh, felt vulnerable. And, um, and so, you know, he's kind of saying, you know, that, that – uh, you know, I'm poor and I'm needy, man, and and I'm just being taken advantage of. I'm being, you know, dealt with in this way. And, you know, the Bible talks over and over again about the poor and the needy just having a special place in God's heart. You know what, man? You don't mess with the poor, you know, because, you know what? God fights their battles. And, you know what? You don't want to be on that side of, of, uh, of God's wrath. Verses 17 through 20. going to read there Uh, as he as he loved cursing so let it come to him as he did not delight in blessing so let it be far from him as he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones Let it be to him like the garments which covers him and for a belt with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. In that portion of the uh, of the, those verses, um, you know what? David's evoking just a biblical truth. And, uh, and it really spoke to me, you know, is that David is basically saying, man, what goes around comes around. You know, we're told in the word that, you know, we reap what we sow. Um, We're told that if we want to receive mercy, you know, we're to give mercy. Um, Implying that, man, you know, if we don't give mercy, we won't receive it. Um, Even in the Lord's Prayer, you know, we're told that 
um, you know, to forgive those who trespass against us, you know, uh, or forgive our trespasses, even as those that trespass against us, implying that, man, if we don't, you know, are we going to receive that same forgiveness, you know? And so you, what he's saying here is just that, you know, Lord, deal with this guy, deal with this person, you know, based on how he's treating others, you know. So, so now, you know, it kind of changes from, you know, David's lashing out, you know, where he's saying, man, I just want the worst, you know, to happen to this guy, you know, to now he's saying, listen, Lord, just bring to him what's coming to him, you know. And really, that's, that's some pretty tough stuff. You know, to know, you know, that we're going to receive, man, what we have coming to us. You know, it should really make us pause, you know, on how, you know, we treat others, man, how um, the mercy that we show, you know, the kindness, the love that we show. Because, man, you know, we want to receive, you know, that same type of love. Verses 21 through 25. It says, but you, O God, O God the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake, because your mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. You know, there's a couple things that I see uh, in those verses. Um, in David, I, I see, man, just a humbleness and a brokenness. You know, those are the uh, the ingredients, man. Uh, in order for God to work on you know, on our behalf, um, He says in there, He says, "Man, I am poor, I am needy." He says, "I am gone like a shadow." He says, "Man, I'm shaken off like a locust." You know, He's just He's humbled before God. You know, He's going to God, and like I said, man, He's He's asking God to act on His behalf. Um, He's lashing out, man, just, just telling God, man, just, you know, the hurt that he has. Um, but he's doing it in a very, very humble spirit, you know. In verse 25, he says, um, it just, to me, just painted a picture of brokenness when he says, you know, that they look at me and that they shake their heads, you know. He says, man, I'm poor and I'm needy, man, you know. And whatever the situation was, you know, um, we know the story of David, right? Um, where this fits into that story, I don't know, but it's a beautiful story, man. I love the story of David, you know. I mean, he came from, you know, his father's Jesse, Jesse's house, and, um, you know, he had his victory over Goliath, and, you know, he, uh, you know, was brought into the house of Saul, and, man, he was a musician, he was a warrior, he was, I love David, man, you know. Um, I would kind of assume, you know, if I had to guess that this was written at the time that he was running from Saul. Remember, Saul becomes jealous of David, and um, and 
decides, man, I gotta, I gotta kill this guy. I gotta get rid of him. You know, and uh, and so he was on the run. You know, um, remember David, man, only showed love to Saul. In fact, when he was on the run, could have killed Saul. You know, but wouldn't do it because he says, man, I won't put my hands on God's anointed. As long as God has him as king, I'm not touching him. You know, man, Saul's son Jonathan loved him. They were like brothers, you know. And even Jonathan saw that God's hand was on David, and he says, man, I know and everyone else knows, man, the throne is yours, you know. But yet Saul just wanted to kill him, man. And so I would imagine that it was during this time that, that you know, he was on the run, and like I said, man, his goodness was just returned with evil. And you know what? At a time like that, um, you didn't do anything wrong, and all this seems to be coming down on you. Um, you know, I can see how you can be broken, you know. And he came from a pretty lofty place, you know, in being the warrior that he was in the house of Saul and the musician and all that to being on the run and I would imagine that as he was hiding uh, you know there are probably some people that are kind of pointing some fingers and they're saying man isn't that David I thought David was bad you know I thought, I thought, I thought man I thought David lived in a palace I thought here he is man he's living on the run he's living in the caves and man, he used to dress really cool look at him now you know I mean and he's saying, man, he says, I see these people looking at me. They look at me and they just shake their hands. You know? I mean, it's such a it's such a, a pitiful picture, man, that you see. And here David is, man, just crying out to God. And, and he's he's been humbled, you know, and he's being broken. And see, those are the two ingredients, man, that we need when we go before God. You know, we can't have any pride. You know, I was talking... To my sister right here just a little while ago we were talking about um, you know when somebody's ready to get help and it made me think of just this passage that when somebody's ready to get help you know um, addiction and, and they, need to, they need to seek out some of that help and that you know what those same two ingredients are what needed is what's needed you know they need to be broken they need to be at that point, man, where they want that help. And, uh, you know, in, in thinking about this, I was just thinking about how, you know, in the, uh, what is it, it's uh, the Hanukkah, you know, Hanukkah season right now, right? And, and I was thinking in Judaism, you know, where, you know, during this time of year, there can't be any leaven, right, um, in the home, right? Is that or this now or Passover, right, Passover? And, um, and leaven is, is just a, a symbol of pride right puffs you up right and that there can't be any and i guess they even go through the the home right and they they search it out and they they take it out very ceremonial very traditional and uh but it was you know it was basically giving the the um the picture of of just that there just can't be any pride before god right and when we before go before god now and we're asking him to act on our behalf we're going before him man and we're asking for help. Man, there can't be pride. Man, we need to be humbled and we need to be broken. You know, and 
when you are humbled, when you are broken, you go before God. He's going to act. He's going to act, and that's what he's waiting for. Verses 26 through 28, if you want to read that. He's going to God now, and he says, Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse you, or let them curse, but you bless. When you arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. You know, he says, uh, Lord, you know, not for not for my sake, but for your sake. You know, he's saying, uh, you know, let them see that your hand, you know, Lord, that you have done it. You know, and, uh, you know, isn't that what, you know, we want to be able to, to point to that, um, isn't that how we know that God is in something? You know, is uh, that we can point to it and we can say, man, only, you know, only God could have done that. You know, he receives all the honor, man, all of the glory. You know, that is so cool. Um, you know, that when, you know, we look to see uh, for God to move on our behalf, you know, for whatever it is, you know, um, I don't care if it's, you know, people coming up against us, right? Work or family or uh, whatever it may be, you know. And we're asking God to come on our behalf. Maybe there are accusations. Maybe there's there's, uh, you know, whatever lies, whatever it may be, right? Like David was facing here, um, or whether we're asking God for help um, with our finances, you know, with our job situation, um, with our family, you know, loved ones. Right, that may be going through struggles or, or trials. Um, you know, we may we need to be able to point to those things, man, and and ask God in all humbleness, man, and, and all brokenness. You know, Lord, act. You know, we need you, man. We need you to come and we need you to act because when He does, and we need to have that expectation that He will. That you know what, He receives all the glory and honor. Because, you know what, only God can do that. You know, when we look around, and, and you know, I look around, and, and, you know, I see you guys, and, and especially, you know, Al's and, and guys that I grew up with, and Manuel was here earlier, and we are praying with somebody, and and, uh, and I see, man, lives that have been changed, you know. Man, I think, man, only God could do that, you know. You know, we need we need to ask God for these things in confidence, man, in coming before him. And, and and like I say, though, but there needs to be those two, you know, conditions, you know, that it be done in, in humbleness, man, that it be done, you know, in brokenness, you know. And I truly, truly believe, man, that God will act on, the, you know, with that, you know, on our, upon our request. You know, right now we're in First John in, in uh, the men's study on, on Wednesday nights. And... Uh, in chapter 5, it, it says that, you know, that if we ask 
right? According to his will, it says that he will hear us, right? We have these promises, man, in, in the word that God gives us that God will heal, hear our prayers. But see, we need, we need to ask according to his will. And part of that is coming before him knowing that he's a holy God, you know, that, man, on our own merits, man, we bring nothing to the table, you know. And so we're just coming to him and we're saying, Lord, we need you. And the thing is, man, is that when God comes through, man, we come back and we can point to it. And we can say, Lord, you know, that was all you. Because when he does act, we fall, we, we fall right into verse 30 and, uh, and 31. He says, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitudes. For he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. He says, I will praise him with my mouth and I will praise him among the multitudes. You know, we all have, we mean all of us, I think all of us, I don't know, you know, every one of your hearts and details, but I know a few of you guys and uh, things that we've been praying for. And a lot of you guys know me and things that I've been praying for. And, um, you know, we need God to act, you know. And and I also know that God has worked in a lot of our lives, you know. And, you know, he's given us victories in a lot of different areas, you know. And so, you know, we can point to God and we can say, you know, God, you receive, you know, all of the credit. You receive just all of the praise, Um and I think that's the that's the thing here, is you know what, not to be silent. You know, if God has acted on your behalf, man, you know what? Don't be silent. You know what I mean? Share that. You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, how do how do we share with our neighbors? How do we share with friends? How do we share with coworkers? You know what, man? You share what God is doing. You know what? You just share, you know, the, the things that, that God has done, you know, and you give him the credit for it, you know. A lot of times we're we're easy to say, oh man, I lucked out, you know, and you know X Y Z, you know, no nah, man, we didn't luck out. God, God, uh, you know, supplied it. God, you know, uh, put it together, whatever it is, you know, give God the credit for it. Um, you know, it says, and I will praise Him among the multitudes, you know, and I think that's the time here, you know, in church. That's what I think of. You know, we had that prayer time, um, you know, before this service. And I know that, you know, it's kind of hard, I mean, to get up here and and, uh, and pray in front of people. And sometimes it's not comfortable and, and that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, I know it's not easy. And, and so, you know, I don't think there should be any pressure on anybody to do it. In fact, on Wednesday night, I'll tease the guys sometimes, you know, when we break up into our groups because sometimes we'll pray in a circle. And, you know, there's guys there for the first time a lot of times, and, you know, they're, they're just not comfortable praying or whatever. So I always I tell our group, I'll say, you know what, man, we got, a, we got like a 10-second awkward silence rule. You know what I mean? If, if you know, you finish praying and, and 10 seconds go by and the next guy doesn't pray, man, then just jump over him, man, because, you know, we keep it moving. Because, uh, you know, some guys, you know, you're just not comfortable praying, you know, and, and that's all right. You know, there's no, you, there's no, like I said, no pressure. But really... There should be a desire in us to pray, you know, to give praise to God, 
you know, about about what he's doing in our lives, um, what we see him doing. Um, David began this psalm asking God not to be silent. If you look back in verse 1, you know, he says, man, don't be silent. He says, I need you to act. Now, I think God is letting us know that when he does act, and he is faithful to act, he's asking us equally not to be silent. You know, we want him to do his part. And then I think God wants us to do our part. And I think when you got that going on, man, us continually asking God to act, us continually doing our part, man, giving him praise for it, you know, man, there's momentum that starts to move. You know, we ask God according to his will. He acts according to what he wants to do, and he receives all the praise, and we continue on and, and on and on. And I just think that's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, we were talking on, on Saturday morning and and uh, um, just about how miracles, you know, we don't see miracles today like, Maybe we, you know, they have happened in the past or in biblical times and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, we're just seeing how when, you know, Jesus passed by his hometown and he said, you know, and I, man, I desire to do miracles there. But he said, man, I, I can't because of their lack of faith. You know, man, that's just such a sad thing that God desired to do a work. But he couldn't, not because he wasn't able, but that the people weren't able to receive it. You know, see, God wants to do miracles in our lives. Like I said, we're all praying for something, man. We're praying for loved ones. We're praying for sons, for daughters, for nephews, for nieces, grandchildren. We're praying for our finances, job situations, you know, whatever it is, man. And and these things are huge. But are we praying with that expectation that God is going to act? Are we doing it, man, in, in a humble spirit, man, with no pride, in a broken spirit, you know? And when this starts to happen, man, when are those loved ones that we're praying for, man, when they start to, man, just even walking to Jesus an inch, are we giving God praise for it, you know? When just you see that door opening just a little bit, Man, are we are we praising him in the multitudes, man? You know, giving God just all the credit for what's what's happening, you know. Then I think that that provides you know God that opportunity to continue to act, because we know that He will. He's a good Father, man. I was talking with a young person today, and I was just telling them that you know what, God loves you, and He wants to do a work in your life. You know, and they were just like, well, I just don't know. And I love a, a, a little cliche thing that I heard, you know, Chuck Smith say one time. And he said, man, whenever you run into a situation that you don't know or you don't understand, he says, man, you fall back on what you do understand. And he says, understand this, man, that God loves you. You know, he, he gives us promises, man, that we have to hold on to. And, you know, he says, man, you draw close to me, I'll draw close to you. You know, he says, man, if you seek me, you will find me. Those little promises, man, I love those little promises. Because, man, life will throw some crazy curveballs at you. And you know what? Sometimes it gets real confusing and you feel all alone. 
David here, man, just felt so isolated. He felt so alone. He felt so victimized. He was poor. He was needy, man. And, you know, getting people shaking their, their heads at him. And, you know, he was coming to God and he was saying, please act, you know. And he ends it with an expectation that God is going to act because he says, man, I will praise you, you know. He goes, I will praise you in the multitudes, man. I'll praise you with my mouth. And he's saying, Lord, you're going to receive all the glory, all the honor, because I know you're going to act on my behalf. You know, I'm not talking about that blabbing and grabbing stuff. I'm talking about the real stuff, man. You know, prayers for our children, prayers for our loved ones, man. Prayers for our church, prayer for the missions, for just all the different things that the Lord is doing. You know, just knowing that God is going to act, man giving him all the praise and the honor for it, man, and and ready to receive more, you know, because I do, I truly, truly believe, man, I love this church, I love Manny, and, and I see the heart that he has for Almani, and you know what, it, it's, a, it's a work that I see God continuing to bless, and, uh, and I think it's amazing what God is going to do, and uh, and I just, man, I just have that expectation on God, that God is going to act. But uh, but he's going to do it, you know, not just as a church in whole, but he's going to do it through individuals, man, that are growing in him, you know, growing in Christ, that are maturing in Christ, that are, um, you know, just uh, maturing in their walks, you know. And as we grow as individuals and we draw closer to God as individuals, man, then God is going to continue just to, to act as a body. And he's going to do amazing things. You know, he's already doing amazing things. Amen. We just need to continue to give him the praise and the glory for it. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for for tonight, Lord, and uh, for your word. And, Lord, again, I just I pray, Lord, that, um, Lord, just if there was anyone here, Lord, that was uh, just discouraged lord or or uh, uh didn't quite understand uh, the situation you may have them in right now lord that uh, lord that they drew some encouragement lord from what david wrote not that he was a, a perfect man or not that uh uh you know he was um just anything but but a man uh, but he was an example on lord just how to how to pray Lord, I just pray that we would all just have that heart, Lord, that we could draw close to you and uh, just speak to you as our Abba Father. Speak to you as a as a daddy that that uh, we have confidence in that isn't trying to do us harm or uh, trying to make it to make us jump through hoops or or trying to make us do just uh, uh, things that may be hurtful to us. Lord, you would never do that. Lord, you love us and uh, you just desire for us to draw close to you and. And uh, so, Lord, I just pray that if there was anyone here, Lord, that was uh, just confused at the situation they're in, that, Lord, they would just have that confidence, generally, Father, in, in, uh, in you and where you have them, and that we would all just draw closer to you. And, uh, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to do those miracles, Lord, that you would continue to save those loved ones, Lord, that right now we're, we're praying for, wherever they may be, that... Uh, Knowing, Lord, that you're uh, changing hearts, Lord, that you're moving mountains, Lord, that you're um, just breaking us, generally, Father. 
And, uh, Lord, I just I thank you in advance, dear Heavenly Father, for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. And uh, most of all, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for uh, the miracles that we are, Lord, that know you, the miracle of just uh, of the salvation that you give us, Lord, that we don't deserve, that, um, Lord, is just a, that free gift, dear Heavenly Father, that you give your children, Lord, when they when they reach out to you, Lord, when they call upon you, Lord, in that humbleness, in that brokenness, Lord, may we never forget that, Lord, that it's that free gift that you give, Lord, nothing of, our, of ourselves. And, uh, Lord, that we may share that, Lord, with those around us. Again, Lord, just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.